It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're thankful for the reasons it's the best part of the fall. The crossover of Seasons, football and basketball. So grab yourself a pumpkin brew or beverage of your choice. All the best smelling wildcats are here with Bosco's voice. Oh, don't you know we're on a podcast with Bosco's voice? Thank you. Thank you very much. Giving. Boom, the boys are back, and it is time for the weekly QA episode. You might be thinking to yourself, Scott, basketball season just opened up yesterday, and that was a really, just a shitty, shitty football game. Why are you doing the questions? Well, in case you didn't listen last week, if you didn't listen to uh, last episode, I'm actually, I, I went to Las Vegas for the basketball game. We're doing some time traveling here, so uh, I flew out 5.30 uh, in the morning on Sunday, so I'm like, all right, got to record the uh, review episode, and I didn't want to take all my stuff with me uh, to, to try to record an episode on, uh, you know, late night on Monday um, in Las Vegas uh, to talk about K-State USC. I sure hope we won, because K-State needs <laughs> needs some good news so bad, you know, it was, it was that... Horrible game versus Texas. Um, K-State volleyball, you're thinking to yourself, all right, you know, just just get one of these games versus KU who's in the top 20 and uh, forget the bubble. We're, we're talking about maybe a little bit of seeding talk for the NCAA tournament in volleyball. Nope. Lost both games. Um, just uh, blue set two uh, in game number one and then got swept 
uh, in game number two, and uh, you don't leave Lawrence with a win. Uh, two L's. So volleyball down in the dumps, football down in the dumps. <laughs> Gosh, I hope, I really hope K-State basketball won. And if we didn't, you're laughing. If we did, you're, you're kind of giving yourself a, a silent fist pump and said, you know, Scott, it got better. We got the win. You're going to have something fun to talk about on Thursday. Uh, if you're listening, if you didn't listen to Monday, I don't blame you. Uh, you don't. If I'm not going to tell you to go back and listen. If you didn't listen but you're listening to Q&A, don't go back and listen. You get a free pass. Don't listen at all. Um, but we will have the game preview. I'm going to talk Baylor preview for the Wednesday episode. Thursday episode, we're going to talk uh, K-State basketball. So I'll talk about the game versus USC. If there's any new news with uh, Naquan Tomlin or any other basketball recruiting stuff that pops up. And then, you know, talking about rest of the non-con Got Bella Marine or whatever on that Friday. And then uh, I think South Dakota on uh, the next Monday. So Friday, Monday in Bramage Coliseum. So I will touch on uh, basketball on Thursdays moving forward. Uh, If something big happens, we'll we'll do live show. But moving forward, uh, we're going to retire the live show once again. Unless something big pops up. Um, And and we'll, we'll... We'll shift to Thursday being the basketball day. Uh, And then uh, Friday we'll have some sort of additional football preview, maybe a little bit more basketball. I'll I'll get together some sort of uh, whip around um, to to talk about uh, everything that's going on with K-State. So that's the schedule for the rest of the week. Before we get into your questions, how about Charlie Hustle? Let's give a shout-out to Charlie Hustle. Again, having to do a little bit of uh, time traveling, but I'm like 99% sure that Charlie Hustle just dropped some amazing K-State NIL t-shirts yesterday. Um, Again, I I hope that's the case. I've seen them. They look very good. I'm going to be buying a couple for myself, buying a couple as gifts, Uh, but don't take it from me. Get over to charliehustle.com, buy up those NIL shirts. The K-State beef shirt sold like crazy. It was a great shirt. But look, if you want them to continue to do more KSA and NIL stuff, if you want uh, to continue to support our players, uh, there's a ton of ways to do it. But I think the most stylish way to do it is to go to charliehustle.com and buy a couple NIL t-shirts. I know the Gabby Gregory Aoka Lee shirt is going to be a popular one. I know I bought a couple of those for gifts. I bought one for myself uh, so I can rock that when they're playing Missouri in St. Joe here in December. Uh, so that's what I'm going to be rocking. I'm going to be styling and profiling. Shout out to Charlie Hustle. They've never let me down. Unlike K-State sports. It sucks. <laughs> uh, but it is what it is. Uh, we're going to get into the questions. Um, look, um, there's a couple of them that I'll address. Um, but we're just going to get into it. And this is, <laughs> this is, well, we'll get into it. There's a couple that'll lead into a couple, but we'll just get into it. We're going to start with uh, J Streck 12. Agree or disagree? The offense looked great in the fourth quarter slash overtime. Big 12 caliber wide receiver to go with the rest of the Big 12 caliber team sets up well for the future. Yes. This is something that we've talked about um, multiple times this season. And first, again, uh, I, I, I'm so mad at Keegan Johnson for the drop that led to an interception. 
uh, when Will threw an amazing ball, amazing ball, uh, and it ended up as an interception. I'm, I'm mad at Keegan Johnson, but Keegan Johnson did have a little bit of a coming out party. Jace Brown had a big game. Um, so there, there are signs of life for the wide receiver room. Um, that has been the one spot on the team that has been just leaving a little bit to be desired. Um, last year, again, Cade Warner, Malik Knowles, uh, Philip Brooks, Philly Brooks. And again, Philip Brooks had a big game as well. Uh, two touchdowns for Philip Brooks. Um, they were fine last year. I, I think that they were lower middle class in the Big 12. But Malik Knowles, I mean, was a second-team All-American uh, with CBS and second-team All-Big 12. Um, so I think missing one guy who is like, yes, he would start at just about every place in the Big 12 like Malik Knowles was, and then having uh, a dependable guy like Cade Warner, this team just doesn't have that. Phillip Brooks, uh, he's been hot and cold, but you know what? Phillip Brooks, when it's all said and done, he's, he's going to end up – being one of those wildcats where you look back on his career and said, oh, wow, you know, he he had a really good career. Now he's aided by getting to play, you know, the extra COVID season. So you do have to take things with a grain of salt there. But Phillip Brooks is going to end up having himself a pretty good career at wide receiver. Um, but again, uh, Jace Brown showing size, signs of life. Uh, Keegan Johnson had a little bit of a coming out party. If you're able to grab a transfer or two in this offseason if Trey Spivey is able to come along and uh, continue to develop uh, I don't really have much of I mean there's a couple other uh, young guys that could still pop onto the system but Jace Brown Trey Spivey Keegan Johnson maybe a transfer or two the wide receiver room could look a lot better next year uh, but it's gonna have to again the offensive line isn't going to be as good next year um, assuming Will Howard moves on, there will be some growing pains for Avery Johnson. That's not to say Avery Johnson's not going to be a stud. Avery Johnson's going to be a stud. He's going to be a big-time player. Um, but but it might take a little while for him to hit the ground running a little bit. But you're going to need the wide receivers to step up. You're going to need DJ Giddens to continue to improve and get better. Um, but once you improve the wide receivers, uh, look, the offense can be dangerous. Again, I have so many. I, I have a lot of complaints with uh, uh, Colin Klein and Chris Kleiman's game plan on offense on Saturday. I have a lot of issues. I have a lot of issues with some situational play calling. I have a lot of issues with that. I have a lot of issues with situational uh, decisions: when to go for it, when to not, when to kick, when to not. Um, I so I I think quite frankly, Chris Kleiman got it wrong every single time. Uh, versus Texas. I think the two times he didn't kick the overtime and then before uh, halftime, uh, he should have kicked it. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, the, the time he did kick it, uh, probably shouldn't have. Um, and again, that that is that is the biggest armchair quarterback bullshit I've ever said on here. Oh yeah, you know he, he was he you know all three times ended up not working out and oh you know he's he made the wrong decision all three times. That's that very armchair quarterbacky of me, but but I said it in each moment. You know um, I have the receipts if I need to. Um, so again, I have I have a lot of issues, so many issues with the uh, way the offense was uh, used, organized, play call, everything 
on Saturday. It's still, it's going to bug me forever until my dying day. That, that everything around offense, the play calling, the situational decisions is going to bother me. That said, you know, it's giving a little bit of hope uh, with the wide receivers. Seeing, like I said, Keegan Johnson and uh, Jace Brown have big games. Um, so I think the offense could be very good next year. I think the offense is always going to be good under Colin Klein. As much as as frustrated as we are with Colin Klein, this is still, uh, by all the metrics, a top 20 offense. And, and again, with all the issues that we had, uh, still put up 30 points on Texas, something that I maybe has only happened once so far. Uh, so I just kind of throw my hands up and you're frustrated, but I, I think things are going in the right decision. Um not only in the wide receiver room, but for the entire offense, as frustrating as that is. I mean, gosh, I mean, it, it's so tough to say that uh, so shortly after the game. I'm recording this at 5 o'clock, so you're only a few few hours removed from the game. But but I hope, I hope by Tuesday, by the time folks are listening to this, I'm hoping we can see the forest through the trees. We got College F-Ball 199. How far will we drop in the CFP rankings even though we played poorly? Losing on the road in overtime to a top 10 team isn't the worst look. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'd be shocked. I I, I would be shocked if we're ranked uh, in the college football playoff poll. Um, I don't think there's going to be a three-loss team ranked. Uh, so I'd be shocked. Now, as of recording this, Oklahoma State's down four. Uh, midway through the third quarter and driving on Oklahoma. They somehow find a way to win that. They're probably a top 15 team. As I'm recording this, uh, Missouri is in a rock fight with Georgia. Uh, so if they win that, they're a top five team. You know, they're they're like, they're, they just uh, gave up a touchdown. They're down 11. Uh, but if, if they're able to win that, they're probably a top five team. So again, all these losses are not bad. I, I think that... If K-State were to run the table, if K-State were to go 9-3, and three, I would think in the final college football playoff poll, I think you'd be looking at K-State being at 9-3 and three as like 19, you know, between 21 and 19 if we're able to win out. Uh, but I think there's next to no shot. I think there is next to no shot that K-State remains ranked uh, come Tuesday in the college football playoff poll. Next one from College FBall199. Is this season a disappointment so far? Three losses seems like too many at this point, but a 9-3 regular season is still on the table. If we win a bowl, it could be a 10-win season. So much still to play for. Yes, I agree there is so much still to play for. And again, I, I don't know all the scenarios uh, because, heck, I'm recording this and, you know, all the, I mean, we're the only Big 12 game that's completed. Um, there's still, I mean, there's still like a 25% chance we could end up in Arlington if we win out. We need a ton of help. Um, 
I, again, I'm not going to go through everything I think we need to happen to backdoor into Arlington again. Um, it's not completely, it's not over. Um, like there's a 25% chance, uh, but, but we need more than, I mean, because when we lost to Texas last year, it was a week earlier, and I think the only thing we needed was Texas to lose again, uh, and we were going to be fine. Uh, at this point, we're going to need uh, we're going to need Oklahoma State to be a game behind us. We're going to need to end up being tied with Oklahoma and then win the tiebreaker scenarios with Oklahoma. Uh, so I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, but to to the to the heart of your question is nine and three disappointing if we were to like first off right now three losses at this point is disappointing I'm not gonna say it's a failure but it's pretty close to it having nine or having three losses being six and three at this point really sucks it is disappointing like I said not gonna say it's a failure but it is disappointing there I'm not there's no world. I, there's no scenario. There's nothing anyone can tell me to make me say no. Six and three right now is not disappointing. Um, I'm I'm not going to go as far in saying hey it's a failure. I'm not going to go that far, um, even though I kind of want to, um, but it's not because of exactly what you said. There's never going to be a world in which K State goes ten and three. And I call it a failure. Um, Ten and three can still be a disappointment with how close we were in the three games and the caliber of the three teams that we played that close on the road. Yes, yes, it is going to be a disappointment. There's nothing in this season outside of finding a way backdooring into Arlington and winning the Big Twelve championship. There is no scenario in which this season is not disappointing. There's no way to do that. There's no way to make this season not disappointing. But there is still a lot to play for. There are still your two biggest rivalry games. There are still ways for this season not to be a failure by any means. So I'm I'm holding on to that. I'm hoping uh, that that comes to fruition. Uh, and, and that's what I'm holding on to for the next three weeks. And then if all of a sudden we backdoor into Arlington, then hell yeah. <laughs> then hell yeah. But uh, I'm holding out hope of beating your two biggest rivals uh, and going into bowl season with a shot at 10 wins. That's what I'm holding on to. All right, we got the Curtis Dawson next. And uh, um, and look, th- this, was, uh, th- this was immediately after the game, so I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass, but I'm going to answer it. And I might be... Uh, I might have to be a little harsh. So first, his first one is, how is this offense able to attract recruits like Spivey and Johnson, etc.? Seriously, the play calling has just been one notch above Messingham's. Notre Dame is thinking, phew, we dodged a bullet with that job offer rejection. I spent, what, three, four minutes uh, at the beginning of this uh, episode talking about how I was disappointed with Colin Klein, that I was frustrated with, with Colin Klein and Chris Klein, and, and I, there are specific play calling situations, there are specific play calls. Uh, there was the lack of uh, urgency to switch up the scheme to change things around um, in the first half, basically the first 25 minutes of the game. But he then turned around and scored more points on Texas than I think, I mean, what, I'm, 
I'm going to look it up now. I'm going to look it up now because, uh, well, because it's my show and I'm going to. So the second most points that anyone's put up against uh, Texas, Oklahoma put up 34. BYU put up 6. KU put up 14. Baylor put up 6. Alabama put up 24. Rice put up 10. Wyoming put up 10. This is the best defense we were going to face all season, folks. Um, Anyone who... Again, I have my frustration. I am I am madder than a hornet with Chris Kleiman and, and Colin Klein. And, and frankly, a little bit Joe Klanerman as well. Giving up 30 points, 27 regulation. Again, that's about what I expected. But again, hey, he could have made adjustments quicker. And again, if Texas didn't make some mistakes themselves, uh, it could have been more. Granted, if we would have uh, you know, grabbed a couple interceptions, it could have been less. I get it. None of the coaches are perfect. It was a failure across the board in this game by the coaches. Uh, Some individual plays by players really hurt us, but I think almost all of this comes back at the feet of the coaches, uh, this one. Having said that, folks, chill the fuck out with something like that. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Mom. You can't yell at me because as you're listening, I might be flying back uh, to Kansas City right now. So don't yell at me. But give me a break, dude. Give me a break. Notre Dame wishes like all hell that Colin Klein would have gone over there to call plays. At the end of the day, this could go down as one of the best offenses K-State has ever had. Let's not lose the forest through the trees. Let's not go too far off the deep end. And again, this was tweeted Almost immediately after the game. I'm going to give Curtis the benefit of the doubt and say that as as we are here on Tuesday that he probably doesn't think that. But give me a break. Give me a break. And I saw someone else. I saw someone else on Twitter. And again, immediately after the game. I get it. I get it. I'm a few hours removed now. By the time you guys are listening to this, it's a couple days removed. Hopefully... Hung over from celebratory shots after K-State beat USC. I hope. Fingers crossed. I really hope so. We need it. Need it badly. I hope you guys aren't laughing at me uh, because we got blown out or something. Oh, God. I hope you're not laughing at me right now. But someone, you know, went off tweeting, Oh, I'm worried that, you know, our ceiling is 9-3 and three and backdooring into the conference championship game. Give me a break. He literally, Chris Kleiman literally won the Big 12 last year. Had a top 15 season. Chill the f*** out. Again, I was so mad. So mad. I called them fools on Twitter. Again, I'm trying to get, it's tough. It's tough to do this show that's going to publish on Tuesday where you're trying to have uh, some nuance, trying to take a step back, but but you are still so much in the moment. I get it. Everyone's pissed off. But anyone who's trying to detract from the football program that Chris Kleiman has rebuilt here at K-State and trying to be like, oh, man, this is a concerning trend. Oh, man, what's our ceiling going to be? Oh, winning the Big 12. Oh, God, that sucks. Give me a break, dude. 
again, I get it. I'm I'm still I'm I'm gonna be frustrated forever. Colin Klein is going to could you know end up succeeding Chris Kleiman after Chris Kleiman wins four Big Twelve titles. Colin Klein succeeds and wins five Big Twelve titles, gets us to a conference or to a college football final four, all this type of stuff. And then when Colin Klein retires as a head coach, as I'm an old man, as he's 70 and I'm 70, and and he's retiring, I'm gonna look back and I'm gonna look at my grandkids and say, Oh man, back in 2023. Klein really kind of screwed the pooch on a couple plays, but man, he went on to be great. And my grandkids are going to say, we don't care. You know, I'll always be frustrated about the game, but let's just chill out with some of this stuff. The other one from Curtis, poll question, what's harder, being a KCU coach and constantly catching flack over reactions from a crazy who just wants to win at a high level whilst cashing your million-dollar checks, or being a KSU fan who spends time and money on all things KSU and constantly getting kicked in the nuts. Dude, relax. I Here's the thing. I guarantee the coaches are far more pissed off about this game than the fans are. That That's kind of the other thing that I, I think. And again, I, I'm prisoner of it as well. But this is their livelihood. You know, this is their passion everything this is everything to them this is how they provide for their families so if you really think that uh you know fans are taking it harder than the players or the coaches i think you really need to take a step back all right we got a handful more questions uh before we do how about manhattan brewing company look i don't have their schedule of events uh because i usually talk about that on tuesday i don't have them i guarantee there's awesome stuff going on I bet they have a couple cool food trucks or food stands coming by. I bet they have a couple fun uh, beer releases. Uh, but everything's always awesome at Manhattan Brewing Company. Now, look, I, I talk about going there before the tailgates. I don't know what time the Baylor game's going to be right now. Um, obviously, stop by there before or after, depending on when the game is. Uh, but look, now that basketball season's here... I mean, I think we have a couple early games. I think I, I don't know if there's any 11 a.m. games, but, you know, there might be like some 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Regardless, this is what you need to do. This needs to be your game day tradition when you're going to Bramlage Coliseum. Go to Manhattan Brewing Company one to two pints before the game. Nothing more. Nothing more. We endorse only responsible drinking here at Bosco's Boys. But then you grab a couple four-packs, couple crawlers to go keep it in your car it's gonna be cool it's fine and then you have manhattan brewing company to enjoy during the week and then you come back for the next k-state basketball game and you repeat it make that part of your game day tradition get a tang party look they have i mean heck if you're gonna stick around again drink responsibility but they, they have spiked hot chocolate they have hot cider their hot cocktails are back folks it's time to get into Manhattan Brewing Company. Make that your tradition before men's basketball games. All right, uh, last handful of questions. Shout out to everyone who did ask questions. From Mac Guire Brooks, how nervous should Baylor be? Baylor should be very nervous. Um, look, um, they're, they're tied in the uh, fourth quarter with Houston 10-10. Look, I think this is going to be a pissed-off team. I think this is going to be a team looking to send a message after that game. 
I'm not going to sit here and predict that we're not going to allow a touchdown. I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to blank them or anything like that. But, I mean, it could be like a 30-point game. I think this could be an absolutely monstrous blowout for K-State. Um, if I'm if I'm Baylor, I'm not looking forward to that. Uh, if, ba- if Dave Aranda doesn't find a way to – if Dave Aranda loses to Houston, again – uh, as I'm recording this, there's eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. Oh, Baylor just scored a touchdown. I think they're going to be fine. Um, they're going to be fine. They're going to beat Houston. Uh, but still, Dave Aranda is not going to go to a bowl game this year. Uh, and he, it, it, I don't know if this is going to be the latest pelt on uh, Chris Kyman's wall. I don't know if he's going to get Dave Aranda fired. But it's going to be an ugly game on Saturday. If there's ever time, ever a time to break out alternate uniforms to try to break that curse, it might be on Saturday. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Skymart, 1707. What was worse, our first half or their second half? I think it was K-State's first half. Um, I mean, I... I mean, look, I, I I think the game in the second half, I think because here's the thing, the second half, both teams had settled into the game, and at that point, uh, Texas couldn't do anything to stop K-State. Um, again, it was aided by turnovers, yes. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm saying our first half because, and this is, the, this is truly the reason why. This is the the true reason why I say that is because I'm a K State fan and I want to believe that uh, reality is closer to the second half than the first half. No other reason. Uh, Sky Mart 1707. Did the miss extra point wasn't a miss extra point. It was an extra point that wasn't even attempted actually. Um, snap while the holder wasn't ready and then madness ensued. Uh, but did that cost us the game? We would have had the momentum and the lead. Uh, it very well might have. Again, uh, the, the way everything played out uh, when you go to overtime, a, an extra point that is not converted, uh, it's it's quite easy to make the jump of saying, oh, hey, uh, one point uh, we lost uh, in overtime. Um, so, yeah, you, you could definitely say that but butterfly effect. You, you, ne- you don't know what's going to happen there. Um if that happens, does Texas have a little bit more urgency? They hit a big play. They score a touchdown um, instead of a field goal. Um, you know, how, how does that change Kleiman's mentality when he gets the ball back? I mean, there's so many different things uh, that, that could affect it. So I'm not prepared to, to say without a doubt yes, but, I mean, you have a hard time thinking, um, thinking no. Uh, Sir Wildcat. Why the F would we go for that? That's my question. Uh, assuming uh, the f- uh, n- the fourth and goal from the four instead of kicking the field goal to extend it overtime. Look, Ka- Chris Kleiman in his post-game press conference said we, we were going to go for the win regardless. Um, and, and 
they thought that they had a play. They thought that they had the look they wanted, and it didn't work out. I agree with you. I'm not going to defend it. I'm not going. I'm not going to defend um, the decision not to kick the field goal and extend the game. the The way that momentum it was going, the way that our defense versus their offense in the red zone. Um, I am not going to defend that. There is no explanation from any analytics person, no sports talk person. Chris Kleiman himself who said, hey, you know, we are getting tired. We had to, we had to go win it there. No. There is no scenario in the world. There is no, not, let me rephrase that. There's no, there's no explanation in the world to make me okay with that decision. I said it on Twitter. I said it in my group chat all before um, it came out there. I, I said it. I, this is not a, oh, hey, you know, I, 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 I hated it. And I only said that after the fact. No, no, that was the wrong decision. 100, even if it would have worked out the, the, the game situation, the, the momentum, how we had shut down their offense, how bad they are in the red zone. There's no, no excuse for that. That was a horrible, horrible Noted K-State fan Francis Bean would like to know if her grandpa needs to teach the quarterbacks about throwing. She can shag tennis balls if they want to all practice together. That's from Kate and her precious dog, Francis Bean. Um, Will was pretty good in the second half. <laughs> Not pretty good. Will was very good. Um, I have no complaints about Will. Zero, zero complaints about Will. Uh, which brings me to Alex Brown. His first question: When will the Al- or will Howard disrespect stop? Here's the thing: I didn't see any Will Howard disrespect. Um, people like saying, "Hey, all right, let's go with Avery." I I don't think that is explicit. Oh, it's it's Will Howard's fault. Oh, it's Will Howard slander. Any of this type of stuff. I I don't take it like that. I think folks were frustrated with how things were going. They're thinking, well. You know, if we can't get things going with Will Howard, we need to go with Avery Johnson. I I didn't see a bunch of, oh, Will Howard sucks. Oh, get Will Howard out of it. No, that's not what I was seeing. I was seeing frustrated people looking for any sort of answer. So I don't think that there's, I, I think this, I think there's a false narrative, you know, during this game about Will Howard disrespect. I mean, I think he's equivalently, he is 110% the quarterback uh, that we need to be going with, 100%. No more of this series stuff, which I'm going to go back and forth. Uh, I got two more from Alex, but from Zach uh, Llewellyn, why isn't the offense using Avery as a gadget instead of the quarterback rotation? I agree. At this point, anyone who is advocating for Avery Johnson to, to there still to be a rotation, I think is wrong. And again, now he could do something versus Baylor where it's like, no, nope, Avery Johnson. Like again, I, I am a reactionary fan, uh, just like all of you. Uh, I'm no better or worse than any of you. These are just my opinions. And I just happen to, you know, talk into a microphone for five to seven hours every week. Um, I, I'm no different than any of you guys. I might think that I'm smarter. I'm not. I might think that I'm more even keeled. No, I just, I've stopped tweeting every single thought I have. Um, 
Because, look, I, I, I declared it Avery Johnson's team after the Texas Tech game. And, look, he played well versus TCU. Um, but, I mean, he, he made a mistake the only time he got real playing time versus Houston. He looked good in his mop-up duty. Um, but he he didn't get shit going versus uh, Texas either. Now, could he have been better uh, if Colin Klein was better? Yeah, probably. But I think there's, there's no need to be uh, jerking the quarterbacks around. I think use Avery Johnson as a gadget, find certain down and distances on spots on the field that work for Avery Johnson, find a couple plays a game for Avery Johnson, yes. Uh, but I agree with you. Use him as a gadget player, not the quarterback rotation. To question two from Alex Brown, should it be or should running quarterback power on third and one out of the gun be illegal and punishable by death? No, uh, no, but comma, man, was that a stupid call for this game situation? Look, there are teams that that could have worked against, not Texas and not today. They were fucking eat. Sorry, mom. God, I need, I. 2024 is going to be the year I stop saying the F word on this podcast. Uh, And I'm going to try my best to hold to that. Um, But they were getting killed. Absolutely killed. Just murdered uh, on the inside. And if you were going to run the quarterback on third and one, go clown car and just shove them through. Put Swanson, put uh, Oakley, put more in there and then basically say look we think we can shove him in the back and have him fall forward if we were going to run the quarterback on third and one that is how we should have done it and that is not to say that quarterback power isn't going to work for someone else it 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 can quarterback power on third and one can work it just was never going to work today never going to work today then the final question from alex should we buy tickets for the alamo bowl if we end up there, yes. There is no guarantee we're going to end up in the Alamo Bowl. So, again, if you want to hold out hope for like the 25% scenario to get to Arlington so we can somehow end up in a New Year's, New Year's Six Bowl, yada, yada, yada. Um, sweet. Um, but no, because here's the thing. If the bowl pick, pecking order, say Texas goes to the college football playoff, Oklahoma goes to the Fiesta Bowl, and where's Oklahoma State going to go? Um, they're going to be an option for the Alamo Bowl. Depending on what KU and Iowa State do rest of the way, they could be options for the Alamo Bowl. Uh, I think I think K-State could end up anywhere from, you know, a very small, like a 5% chance we end up in a New Year's Six Bowl, a 30% chance we end up in the Alamo Bowl, 30% chance we end up in the uh Orlando Cheez-Its Bowl, like a 20% chance we end up in the Texas Bowl. Uh, So what would that put us at? 85% and then 10% chance we end up in the Arizona Copper Bowl, whatever they're calling it these days. And 5% chance we end up in the Liberty Bowl. Um, So no, I would not be buying any tickets. Now, if you want to get fully refundable rooms in uh, San Antonio, that might be smart. Uh, if you want to get refundable flights to Orlando, that might be smart. 
Um, if you like Houston, then whatever, do whatever you want. I got nothing for you. Um, but but I, I think I think uh, it's going to end up being one of those three. I don't think it's safe to assume anything. Uh, and then the final one from my guy Mark. Shout out to Mark. Oh, shout out to Mark. Have lots of fun back and forth with him during uh, during the games. He asks, why are pumpkin, pecan, slash other holiday-specific pies and desserts not made year-round? Is the flavor better because it's only once a year? Uh, first, I don't, I guess I don't seek out, like, out in um, stores, like, pies, those specific pies year-round. I think if you went to a bakery, I, I think you could get pumpkin pie year-round. Heck, I, I know you can get pumpkin pie year-round because Mel Kuyper famously eats pumpkin pie as his only meals during the NFL draft. Um, but like, if you're talking about like specialty stuff, like, Oh, the, the holiday themed coffees, I, I think it's just seasonal and that's just kind of the fun around it. I don't know. I love pecan pie. I can't wait for Thanksgiving. My mom makes the best pecan pie in the world. And I'm salivating just thinking about it. Just salivating. All right. That's all we have folks. I hope K-State basketball won so desperately and hopefully you're not laughing at that. <laughs> oh, man, I want to beat USC. I need to see a cat's dub. Otherwise, we're going to have to wait for uh, Friday. That's all we ha- have for Chauncey, who I miss because uh, I took him up to Topeka to stay with my parents while uh, I-, I packed and got ready for Vegas. And I miss him already. Uh, so I love you, Chauncey. Shout out to my parents, best parents in the world. Uh, shout out to the Boneheads, best podcast fans in the world. We love you guys. And go cats. Hail to the purple, hail to the white, wildcat in spirit, wildcat in fight. Hail alma mater from sea to sea.
Social Podcast Network.